Hey Kia ora guys, before we get into today's podcast, I just want to do a couple of quick announcements. Uh, first of all is that a few people have been getting hold of me and been really curious about my trip to Okinawa. And in reference to that, I've done a podcast with Sensei Josh Simmers of the Okinawan Karate Podcast and James Pankovic Sensei was also there. We spent a lot of time together in Okinawa, so I'm just waiting for that to drop. I'll put a link and you can hear all about it. So thank you so much for being so curious about it. I really appreciate it. I'm looking forward to you hearing it. Also, I just want to do a quick shout out to the Nailing Warriors Dojo uh, with my friend Sensei Robbie Grant. Hope you guys are training hard. Thanks so much for taking time to listen to not just my podcast, but the other podcasts. And it means a lot, more than you know. Anyway, enough of my yabba. On with the show. Kia ora, I'm Tuari Dawson and you're listening to the Invisible Sensei podcast. Martial arts, at least the Chinese martial arts, were said to be based on the movements of animals. And so the people who created those martial arts, many of which, and as a karate practitioner, were probably the precursor to the arts that I do, drew their inspiration from what they saw around them. And I think that's what I want to talk about today. So, this is going to sound odd, but here goes. One of my biggest teachers is a shrubbery, a shrubbery that I have in the corner of my dojo. Now, don't ask me what kind of shrub it is. It could be a plant. It could be a tree. It could be anything. Um, It's green, and I water it. And I make sure that it's in the sun, but it's not going to get burnt and all those sorts of things, blah, 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 blah. Uh, I am not a botanist by any stretch of the imagination, but when uh, myself and the beautiful Tawa Sensei created the dojo, we wanted to make sure there was... I guess, well, actually, no, it wasn't me, it was her. She put in a shrub because she felt that it was too kind of barren. Is barren barren the right word? Or it seemed very stark. And I guess from a feng shui perspective, as I understand, it's always good to have plants in a space. They add an element of life, and I totally get that, and I, I totally agree. Anyway, this shrub has kind of been with me since just after the lockdown and that's when the dojo was up and I started training in it and of course me being me I wanted it as as stark as possible I wanted nothing on the walls I wanted (laughs) weapons racks and that's it I wanted my hojondo gear around the place you know Mr. Uh, Minimalist here anyway the reason that I bring this up is because I have noted that at various times in my training, obviously I have to go in every morning and every afternoon or evening or whenever I'm training. And it's a very hardy shrub. I don't always water it, but I have taken to watering it lately since I arrived back from Okinawa. I don't know if there's a correlation there. Maybe I've become more mindful. My point is, is that I'm actually starting to notice a correlation between my training and the shrub. If I don't water it often, uh, you see lots of dead leaves around and you know it looks kind of pallid and 
you know, the leaves lose its colour. It's still there, but it's, uh, yeah, obviously not in a great way. And I suppose for me, I feel that my martial arts training is very similar. There are times when I feel like, I guess I'm water deprived, or the leaves on my tree are falling off, or that I'm lacking nutrients, you know, all those kind of metaphors that you can draw from plants. And I realise that in order to ensure the survival of the plant, not just the survival, but the robustness of that particular plant, I need to make sure that I'm watering it on a regular basis, that I'm conscious of its position in the dojo in terms of being close enough to the sun that it can create photosynthesis, and but also kind of in a spot where it's not going to get burned to a crisp when the sun gets up, it gets very hot in the dojo anyway. And I think um, a couple of weeks ago now, we had Gorgeous Guys seminar, which was, was a wonderful opportunity to bring a lot of different martial artists together. There was fantastic sensei, fantastic practitioners. And I think those opportunities are so important to, cha- to train and exchange with other people is so very, very important. Now, I think it's also important to consider the source of the nutrients when you're receiving them. I have often felt that, you know, <laughs> sometimes the water's not as good as it looks and maybe the well is, is coming from a poisoned well. And just because there's an abundance of it doesn't always mean it's a good thing. So it's important to think about what we're taking into our martial arts training, into our lives, into our minds. And for me, I think that that shrub, watching it sort of, you now the leaves at the moment are really green, it's looking really strong. It's because I take the time to take up water every day, give it a little bit of water, not too much. And it's kind of, I suppose, a little bit of metaphor for me on the daily of my martial arts training. Now, for a lot of reasons, during my teenage years, a lot of my family members spent time in rehabs. And one of the things about rehabs, follow me, this is going to go somewhere, I promise, is that people talk about 12-step, the 12-step programs, the 12-step fellowship and process and all those sorts of things. And in those methodologies, one of the things they talk about is a higher power. And people get to choose what a higher power is. I mean, some people go the religious route, some people um, nature or whatever, but they believe in a higher power. And sometimes what they tend to do, or in my experience, is they choose uh, a metaphor, a physical manifestation of their own journey. And I remember there was one particular chap who had gone through a terrible time with addiction and in choosing a higher power, he chose a particular tree that was very close to the uh, rehab center. And so he went away and his life was, you know, going really well. Unfortunately, he had a few slip-ups and he was back in the rehab about two years later um, after um, becoming addicted again or moving back into addiction. What I can tell you is that the story has a happy ending with regards to that gentleman. Anyway... He went in and he remembered, he related to me how he looked out the window and he was looking for his higher power, which is this particular tree. And 
when he looked out of this particular window to see this tree, this mighty tree that he always had so much affection for, it had been cut down. Now I don't know if there was a correlation between the tree getting cut down or um, his relapsing into addiction. And I'm not here to talk to you about higher power. I am here to talk to you about the importance of drawing inspiration from the world around us. And for me at the moment, that's that little plant that resides in the corner of my dojo that I see every morning, that I put a little bit of water on. Maybe it's the eagles that fly around the valley that I live in. It can be anything. But my point is, is I really encourage you to try and find things that inspire you on your path. Sometimes I think we can go too much the other way and we look for signs and everything. Sometimes a tree is just a tree and a plant is just a plant and a bird is a bird <laughs> and so on and so forth. You get my point. But I think it's important to find things that inspire you, people who inspire you, and to continually strive to look at ways that you can reinvigorate your training. Maybe it's visiting another dojo, maybe it's training with someone else. Maybe it's moving away from bad influences or people that don't share your values or that you have slightly different values. Maybe they're not bad people, but it's not the direction that you want to go in. And I think there's a strength in that. In martial arts, we talk a lot about resilience and we talk a lot about you know, discipline and respect. And I think those things need to apply to ourselves. This morning when I was training, uh, I have gone on and on and on and on about <laughs> having a bad knee. And I've got a sympathetic injury in the other knee now. But what happened was I was training away, you know, with all these great intentions and I'd done a good warm-up and I could feel an ache in my knee and both knees. And I'd done all the warm-ups and applied deep heat and those sorts of things. So I kind of moved through. I didn't try to tough it out. What I did was going, what am I trying to prove by training through the pain? Um, because it's obviously making an injury worse. So I stopped. I stopped, I did a bit of a stretch, I came back to my house and I'm sitting in front of my computer recording this podcast. And I think for me sometimes we need to look at inspiration and hear what we're, what our body is trying to tell us and the world's trying to tell us. If you're working in a job where it is so stressful, it's so crazy, it's so over the top with expectation and outcomes and those sorts of things and that you are the perfect employee employer boss whatever colleague and that you come home and your significant other forgets to put enough salt in the stew or whatever it is and you snap or you know you snap in the sense that you know you're really short-tempered then maybe there's a sign about what we're drawing, drawing inspiration from and what we're putting our energy into. So what are you putting your energy into? What are you drawing inspiration from? I'm trying to draw inspiration from the people I love, the people who love me, the people who surround me with positivity, and the people who are there to teach me something about myself. Maybe it's endurance. <laughs> maybe it's to maybe have a bit of a laugh at myself from time to time but like that shrub I'm thinking about 
How do I feed that? How do I create growth rather than stagnation? Now that shrub is not particularly pretty, but it's hardy. And I will continue to water it, and I will continue to practice. Much like my karate, my jiu-jitsu, my kubudo. It's not pretty, but I'm going to go up there every day, and I take that watering can and water that plant just a little bit more. Because it may not grow to be a mighty tree, but I know if I don't water it on the daily, if I don't take care of it, one day there'll be no plant to take care of.